What is going on, BW Sports One World? It is another interview uh, on Combat Zone, and today we have the man himself, Brad Machine Gun Kelly. What is happening, brother? Thank you for taking the time out with us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Hey, no problem at all. No problem at all. You know, I first saw um, you. I covered the fight back in December, and I saw that. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But kind of give the BW Sports One World a little background on Brad Kelly, you know, your your fighting career, amateur pro, MMA, all that. Kind of fill everybody in on what they do. Yeah, man. So uh, I've been fighting for 13 years. Uh, had my first amateur fight in 2008, right before I went to Iraq in the military. Um, I was 8-4 and four as an amateur and 5-4 and four as a pro. And 1-0 is bare knuckle boxer. There you go. Now, I did see that. Like I said, I, I saw your debut at BKFC. Um, I actually wrote a blog on the event, and I got the information right here as to your fight against Kane Tomlinson. And at first, you know, you were kind of taking some a little bit of damage, and then all of a sudden, because him uppercuts, man, he was throwing some, he was throwing some nasty looking uppercuts that were connecting. I mean, they were on point, but then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like boom. Yep. This ain't happening, and you put it on him, and you connected uh, with three different knockdowns, and that third one was it was done deal. So, kind of give us a little perspective of, you know, going from MMA to bare knuckle fighting, and your debut at BKFC. Okay, well, MMA and BKFC is totally two different things. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Usually I'm not a guy that likes to like I, I'm really I'm good at jujitsu and I have a good grappling, you know, takedown defense and all this and that. But I'm a, I'm a striker at heart. Uh -huh. And uh, in the in the first 20 seconds of that fight with Kane, like I, I never wanted to clinch. Like people asked me if I was going to clinch. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going to clinch. I want to stand and I want to strike. You know, I want a dog fight. And uh, the first 20 seconds of the fight, that uppercut you're talking about broke my rib. I felt it, my chest shift, and I was like, oh, man, okay, well, <laughs> that's different. I'll, I'll take shots to the body in MMA just to just to give headshots. Mm. Not recommending in bare knuckle because <laughs> it broke my rib, man, and Kane's got them big old mechanic knuckles, so he, he's a grown man in there. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, yeah, and, and next thing you know, um, when I felt it break, I was like, all right, well, I got to I got to get inside, you know, close the distance and, and land some strikes. But then he split my head open with a, with another uppercut. And I was like, man, so I couldn't breathe. My head was split open. So then I initiated the clinch. And I was like, all right, we got to We got to clinch for a second and hug up for a minute. So I got to I got to get my senses about me. <laughs> <laughs> so explain that the, the difference between getting hit with the glove whether it be a boxing glove or even an mma glove that's only four to six ounces compared to a bare 
knuckle fist? Yes. Well, in MMA, I didn't get hit a whole lot. Like well, I that's good. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the best offense is having a great defense. And I, I always tell everybody, if you can if you can have the nuts to stay in front of somebody and not get hit, you'll you'll succeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is with with, with Kane, um, I had to close the distance quick. And, right. and when he, when he caught when he caught me with the uppercuts, man, I could I, I clinched up, and I was like, okay, I can't knee, I can't kick, I can't elbow, <laughs> I just gotta I just gotta hold on for a second. And then we get over to the the other side of the ring, and I just it's, it's like his whole side just opened up, and I, I finally got some space where I could dig a body shot, and then over over the top, and end up putting him down the first time. And then I got my fighter sense back to me, you know. So. Right. But it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely different. I I don't want to take any more body shots than I have to in bare knuckle because they be done. <laughs> I obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so it that was it just just one rib. Yeah. Just okay. One rib. But it was in a whole spot, man. It's right under. It, it was weird because Kane oh. had, Kane had a long reach, dude. Like uh-huh. he was just a couple inches taller than me. But at the weigh in, like he did this right here to me. Let me see where, where's my where's my fist at? There it is. <laughs> That's what he was like. Like I was this far from his face. I was like, man, this dude's got some reach. <laughs> so when he when he went to throw the uppercut, like I seen it and it was coming at my face, and I moved back, and then he just extended it and he caught me in the rib. I was like, well, that broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, we you know we've all we, we've all been into situations that don't feel good. And you made a comment right then a minute ago about that fighter instinct, that fighter mentality. Right. Kind of explain to the people that have never been in a cage or a ring. I myself have been in there, very amateur, you know, I, no no level growth on my part. I just wanted to get right. in there because I couldn't play football anymore. Right. So I did that. Um, explain that fighter instinct that you were talking about. Like when you got hit, when you got on the ground and you hit him that first time, then boom, it clicked. Kind of explain to the BW Sports One fans what that is. Well, it's, it's just a fight or flight, man, kind of thing. Um, a lot of people have it and a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people, they can have a, a good offensive striking and all of a sudden they get cracked one time and they're like, oh, man, they go into ghost mode. Like, what, what do I do now? They freeze up. And I think that comes from lack of getting hit in the gym. And I don't – I don't – recommend brain damage in the gym and hard, and hard, hard, hard sparring all the time, but you have to know what it's like to take a punch, mm-hmm. you know? So in my opinion, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to learn how to take a punch. And if you don't, you're going to freeze up, you know, yep. you're going you're to tap out, you're going to check out. So it's, it's yep. all about a fight or flight, you know? And to me, I have that heart to where when I, when I do get hurt, I don't even show emotion mm-hmm. I, because I, I have so many wars in the, in, in the gym sparring. You know, if I get hit, I don't show it. Or if right. I get hurt, I don't. I don't show it. Kane, that's, that, that's that great defense. It, it, is, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But uh, also, like the, the defense in bare knuckle is is different. Um, mm-hmm. your hands feel real naked. You know, like you feel it's like, oh man, this is this is legit, like street fighting right here. You know, it's, right. it's not it's not technical boxing. It's not MMA. It's it's fighting. You know, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Now, kind of going, yeah, kind of going to that defense that you're used to. You know, you have awesome defense in MMA and, and all that. And then, when you have those bare knuckles, you don't have that extra padding around it to kind of clinch right. up in your thing. And you got this window right here that kind of feels like it's this big, but in my mind, without the gloves, it just kind of opens up. So, how does that defense 
differentiate in bare knuckle compared to what you did before? Right. See, like uh, like boxing gloves, you know, they have eight to 12 ounce, you know, boxing gloves. So you have this much, like you were talking about, you know, it's, it's easy to block things. They don't, things don't get through that much. Um, with bare knuckle, man, you need to train bare knuckle. Like you need to have somebody throwing bare knuckles at you all the time. That way everything's precise. Because if you don't have precise defense, man, they're getting through there and it's going to do some damage. That's oh, yeah. Thing. I, I've, I've not been cut that many times in, in MMA out of 20 fights. Mm-hmm. But I get hit one time by Kane and it split my head open. So I was like, a little different. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little different. It, it, but it, when I saw that blood, like I always wanted a bloody dog fight in MMA. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I've, I've gotten busted up a little bit, but I wanted that Robbie Lawler and uh, Roy McDonald fight. Like, I was right. in the fight. And then Kane, Kane kind of gave it to me. You know, I, I, I felt the blood running down my face and so it kind of like took over. I was like, okay, now, now we're fighting. Yep. You know? Now and and again, going back to that fighter instinct, that mentality, you start seeing that blood, you feel that blood, you taste it in your eyes, and it that's like that that redness in that eyes starts coming out, and you start to bring it out of you. It, it did, man, because uh, I was hurt from my rib being broken, I couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. and then when we when we got up against the cage, like he called me and split me open, and it was almost in slow motion, like I felt the blood coming down my face, and I'm like, I'm about to lose, I'm about to lose. No, I'm not. No, I'm not about to lose. <laughs> you know, we're going, we going over here for a minute. <laughs> right. So, uh, and then, like I said, man, it's just like that, that window opened up, and I seen, his, I seen his ribs right there, and I just I just took it. And then when he fell, I'm like, all right, I got a second to breathe. Mm-hmm. I was like, you better do something because like, your ribs are broken. You got to finish this guy. So right. he was coming back there and caught him with another right hand, and he fell. I'm like, oh, okay. You can Found you can it. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you did an amazing job for your debut at Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Congratulations on that. What made you uh, transition from gloves to no glove fighting? Uh, publicity. Um, <laughs> hey, that's one, be that's, honest. That's, I'm telling you, man, because look, I've, I've been fighting 13 years, mm-hmm. and I've hardly ever got out of Mississippi fighting. All the local promoters kept me around because I put on good shows. Uh-huh. You made the money. Like, I, I wasn't making money. No, you were making them money. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was making them mm-hmm. money. And I like all the promoters. They watch this. I, I love all the promoters, man. They're, they're buddies of mine. But at the same time, it's a payday. I was fighting these high-caliber guys but still making the same amount of money. Like, right. I just fought Brandon Davis and didn't make – I ain't going to lie, man. I didn't make over a 1000 bucks fighting him, you know? Yeah. And, and he's a he's a UFC guy. Yeah. And it was my fault because, you know, I had a bad weight cut, so I had to give up some money. But – uh other than that, it was still it would have been the same amount, you know. Right. So BKFC, everybody's like, "Hey man, like you got a good defense, you got good, you're one of the best strikers around here. Jump into BKFC. That's what you should do." And I'm like, "You know what? All right, I'll do it." And I ended up loving it, you know. So is I this where you're gonna stay? I believe so. I like know? that. I, I like believe that. So. I believe I found a home. Okay. <laughs> now, do we have real quick? Do we have a fight lined up yet? We do, but I can't. I can't say a name right now. Got, gotcha. No, no, that's cool. Now yeah. we're talking what March, mid March, late March. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, once that's announced, we'll get you back on here so we can oh, yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Okay, good. I, that <laughs> makes me intrigued now. Yeah, yeah. The the guy that um that they give me his name, he uh he, he kind of called me out. I was like. I called another guy out, and then he posted on Facebook and called me out. And I was like, all right. Well, now I try to talk to him about it, and they won't say anything. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay. I was like, we, we're going to talk, man. We're going to talk. 
Okay, so BW Sports One World, if you want to find out who this uh, opponent is, I guess dive in a little bit on Facebook. You might find it out. But if not, we'll be uh, having a talk here soon about that, I'm sure. That's right. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so uh, kind of like we talked about before, you know, last week the USDA, uh, USADA um, lifted the substance ban of marijuana. Um, what is your opinion on that? Uh, you know, you, you don't have to tell me, you know, I smoke every day like the Diaz brothers or, you know, I've never touched it at all. But, you know, kind of give me your opinion on that. Both pros, cons, what you're thinking. Man, it, it's whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't smoke personally myself. If I do, if I am around somebody that smokes, I'll get a contact in a minute and I'll just go to sleep somewhere. So, it, I mean, it don't. <laughs> I mean, quit two, two hits from somebody, and I'm like, Whew, can I go to sleep now? <laughs> but no, man, like, it, it, it doesn't bother me. At the end of the day, I'm a fighter. You know, um, I don't care what you put in your body. If, if you're if you're cheating or if you're taking steroids or smoking weed, I don't care. Like, it, it just gives me another reason to try to beat you even, even more, you know? I like it. Yeah. That fighter mentality. Man, you got, you got a hell of a fighter mentality, and I love it. I do, man. I do. Like everything we're we're talking about one thing, and that fighter instinct mentality comes out in your words, and I love it, man. I'm passionate about it, man. It's, it's it's I'm good at a lot of things, and everybody tells me like I'm I'm a good fighter, but I really feel like I, I feel some greatness. It's, it's one thing I'm really, really, really good at is fighting, and I just hadn't got to hadn't got to showcase that yet, and right. I can't wait. Um, well, you showcased it pretty well in December. Now, now we're we're really ready to see the full Brad Kelly. Yeah, I got my I got my feet wet in December. Um, I got a I got exposed to a bigger show, but I hadn't got to showcase any of my oh slipping, parrying, countering pivots. I mean, I hadn't got to showcase any of that. That's what I'm excited about. Uh, you and me both, sir. You and me both. Now. Talking about you never had that that showcase, that big show feeling. What did it feel like walking into the weekend of, you know, BKFC 15 and then the weigh-ins and then, you know, all the little events leading up to you walking down that aisle to it, the ring? It was – everything was fast-paced. Um, it, it, was, it was fast-paced. Like local shows, you go in and do early weigh-ins at 2 o'clock and then you got to wait in to do ceremonial weigh-ins at 6 or 7, you know, so you're – had yeah, this long, you know, dragged out, drug out process and everything. But when I got to uh, BKFC, man, like did weigh-ins, like uh, official weigh-ins, and then they're like, "All right, jump on the stage. We're doing ceremonial weigh-ins." I'm like, "Oh man, this is this is moving quick," you know. So I, I like I like it's everything. Everything's big, you know. Every, everything is uh, more fast-paced, more organized. Um, even the but the the lights is a lot brighter than local shows. You know, I, fought, I fought in front of a few thousand people before uh -huh. like, it don't bother me because once you get in there as a fighter you just got one other guy in front of you so you don't even care about the crowd until you hear somebody go ooh yeah that's what i that's what i love man i love hearing that crowd go off i like it i like it well you know i'm gonna be sitting there rooting for you as soon as i find out that that opponent and that date and all that i'll definitely yeah. be watching oh yeah it's gonna be fun stylistically stylistically um, I, I think I got it. Oh, I mean, and, and, I, and that's the thing. I'm not. A, I'm not a cocky or arrogant fighter, right. but I I know what I see. You know, I see what I see, and his style. 
I, I, I think I got it. Well, you got to be confident. You know, oh, yeah. you got to be confident. If you're not oh, yeah. confident, you're probably going to walk in there and get your ass kicked, regardless of who you are. That's right. That's right. You know, like Mike, Tyson, Mike, Tyson, Mike Tyson said, you know, he used to be scared to death walking to the cage or walking to the ring. He's yep. scared to death. But then when that bell rang, man, he was vicious, you know. So that's 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 how I look at it. I hadn't always been like a vicious fighter until I get cracked. Then when I get, mm-hmm. I get hit, I'm like, OK, now we're fighting. Yeah. Now we're fighting. Yep. You know, I just not myself. I didn't want to take that first initial hit. I tried to really psych myself up. I was pretending like it was like, you know, my little brother just pissed me off because he called mom and dad and got me in trouble for and grounded for a month. So that's what I focused on or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So over this past week, there was an episode of shenanigans. Let's just say it like that on Facebook. With somebody that I'm not going to put their name out on here, but I want your thoughts and opinions on the actual issue at hand. So what was brought out to light? Somebody said, hey, you know, BKFC just upped their price on this pay-per-view because of page, blah, blah, blah. I'll find a stream. When you hear and see people being a fighter, when you hear and see people say that, or, or you see it happening and all that. How does that make you feel? Pissed off. And tell them why. Man, because it's taking money out of your pocket. Like if you don't, if, if you don't pay for it, we don't make money. You know. So if if you're robbing half half the money, that's half the money I'm not getting. You know. What I mean, so it's, it's taking food 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 off my out of my pocket. I mean, uh, food food off the table and money out of my pocket. You know. So, and that's I mean, your yeah. job. I mean, this is like anybody else. It, it, in their job, they they go to their job, they get paid. They don't have to worry about somebody taking half of their money because you know it was pirated or streamed uh, illegally right. and all that. Yeah. You guys, I mean, the good thing about BKFC and what you're doing now is they haven't stripped, and I don't see this uh, happening at all, and I hope not. They don't strip away your guys' sponsorships and say, okay, you're going to wear Reebok or Venom, yeah. and that's yeah. it. You yeah. know. You guys are actually able to keep your sponsorships, make that money on the uh, on the side. I should, you know, I'll say right, on the right, side. Right. But then, when people are stealing, literally stealing money away from the events, they it's either they do understand and they don't care, or they don't have a a, a clue in the world about what, what they're, they're really doing. doing. Yep, and that's that's what makes me mad, man. Because like, if you don't care about somebody, like you want to watch it for free, you want to watch him go through and get busted up and broken and bleeding but you don't want to pay them for it you know and up and coming fighters like me i'm gonna have one fight i didn't make a whole lot on it i made more than my mma fights right and my next three fights i'm not making too much more than when i made my first one so i'm having to climb a ladder you know to to get up there and i'm taking chances and taking risks and if i have somebody to come in like steal money man that kind of pisses me off <laughs> i'll agree you know i've never done it because I've been in your shoes, not again, not to the, your level, but I've been in the shoes. I've walked in that ring. I've walked in that cage. You know, back then it was ticket sales. If you sold tickets, you got a piece of it. Okay, right. great. I'm going to try to sell a shit ton of, of tickets exactly. because I want to get paid for what I'm doing. That's right. That's right. And it, it, that's no different. They're, they're literally, you're putting out tickets to sell 
and they're stealing half of those tickets away from you and you're not seeing the profits, which to me is bullshit. And I yeah. hope they get it taken care of soon. And again, I won't mention the person's name or the, the page's name, but I guarantee you could really find it out pretty quickly if yeah. somebody goes to Facebook and checks yesterday about 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know the name is and I won't be doing any podcasts with them. I'll tell you that. So. And that is exactly it. It would be like me going out and doing that or broadcasting that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then asking Audra or you, hey, can you come on the show to talk to me? Why yeah. the hell would you? Right, right. Yeah. It's like shooting himself in the foot. That's right. Yeah. Well, the, oh, well. They're and irrelevant. When, We're not. And then when they're found, when they're found out and like nobody's going to have anything to do with them, you know? Yep. It's very bad that they put BKFC in their actual name on the page. Just saying. If they yeah. didn't have anything to do with it, they probably shouldn't have done that. And you know what? I guarantee uh, Chris and Dave and uh, is it Nick? Nate. Nate. Nate Shook. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee those three guys right there and, and whoever else is in the ownership and the management are going to say, for one, why in the hell are you putting our name on your page? And right. for two, we are never going to work with you again. Yeah. So you can be that guy that comes around one time or a hundred times, you know, as far as the business sense, you know, you go around one time and screw somebody over. You're not going to come back. You go do good work for somebody. You come back a lot of times, you know, I like it. I yeah. like it. That's why we're, you and I are going to see a lot of each other yeah. over the past few years, because I sure as hell, I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, really quick. Now, the obvious, the, the big main event, BKFC 16, Knucklemania 1, however they, whatever you want to call it, Paige Van Zandt, Britton Hart. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Man, it's been a lot of trash talk. There has. There's <laughs> been, been a, lot, a lot of buildup for that fight. Um, As far as the, the fight goes, like, it's hard to say who's going to win that fight. You know, um, Paige does get cut up a little easy and you know doctor stoppage it might happen and if it goes to a decision i feel like it's gonna go towards page anyway just because they give her a, a chunk of a payday and they're gonna have to keep her around so they don't want her going to her next fight on a loss not saying it's gonna be rigged or anything i'd never say that i'm just saying like she better don't go ever let it beat. yeah britain don't <laughs> let it go to the judges yeah, she better go in there and beat page van zandt yeah. you know you're gonna have to beat her but right. at the same time she's had that ring experience you know, that I didn't have when I first come from MMA. So she's got that. She's, she might edge it out because of that. You know, right. because who knows how Paige is going to take that bare knuckle. It's it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Now, yeah. uh, uh, in my mind, this is a co-main event. I don't know how it's how it's uh, related on the event card, but you got the crippler, Chris Lieben, Ooh. going up against hero, Quentin Henry. And I just had Quentin on the show last week. We were talking about a little bit. I want your thoughts, Brad, on that fight because that looks like it's going to be good. I bet that don't that don't go to a decision. No, yes, I do not go to a decision. Um, I used to I used to love watching Chris. You know, one because he's got a character. He had the red hair in the UFC, and he was just one of the first guys I've ever watched. You know, fight. Even though he got beat by Anderson Silva, I was yep. still a Chris Levin fan. And uh, he's intense, man. He's got that wild eye look in his face, and, and he comes to hurt you. You know, he's always got that little. <laughs> yep, you did it really well. Do that one more time. Let's get that still shot there. Perfect. <laughs> but uh, that Quentin man, he's on a 
he's on high energy. He's yeah. high energy. And uh, I, I remember watching him on my first you know, back in December. You know, he was in the in the dressing rooms with us, and within five minutes, he had his shirt off, and he was just like, oh, you know, just shadow boxing and moving. And he went out there and finished the guy. So who knows? Who knows? Oh, he's not giving his. He's not giving his pick. I, okay, to be you honest, gotta give your pick. I, yep, oh, you're on no. the spot now, it, Brad. It, it depends on which Chris Lieben shows up. If, okay. If the old Chris Lieben shows up. It's going to be a quick night for Quentin. But I think the younger, more hungry fighter might, you know, take the veteran. Okay. Now, I don't see I don't see Chris leaving coming in this fight and not leaving it all in the in the ring because this is his retirement fight. Right. So that's even, I know, man. That's, that's going to make it even decision. better. That's why I said I can't make a decision, man, because who knows? It's a fight game, right? It's a fight world. Nobody knows what's going to happen. That's the yep. beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about fighting. Nobody knows. Nobody knows who's going to be able to take what punch from what person. Yep. You know? And then uh-huh. when it happens, it's like, oh man, I didn't see that coming. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> In your mind, you've seen something, and it's like, ah, oh, I could potentially, but not until you actually see it. It's like, oh damn. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um. And that. What that? What? How do you say his last name? That. Uh. Win, win, that win. Uh. The, yeah. Win. 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 Yeah. win. Yeah, that that's a fight I want to see. He's got that good defense. He's got good head movement. He, he's confident. I like that confidence in a fighter where to where they can stand right there, you know, and move and slip and, and counter and, and then do this to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm so yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna... So in your next fight, when you win and you see him getting counted out, you look at the camera and you just say, "Hey, Dan." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. We're going to go into our section called Rapid Knockout, okay? It's five okay. questions, has absolutely zero to do with fighting. All right, okay. you ready? Yeah. All right, first question. Favorite food? Oh, man, medium rare steak. All right, what kind of steak? Let's hear that. Are we talking ribeye? Are we talking, you know, uh, filet? Are we talking porterhouse? Audrey got me on that filet. I like the filet. It's All expensive, right. but it's delicious. It's it's some good meat, isn't it? Yeah, man. Look. <laughs> that's what you see. That's what you get when you make the BKFC. You can get fillets. Well, that that was just a, that was just a, a prize for winning. <laughs> I don't get okay. that all the time. <laughs> that was the home bet. I yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Second question: favorite song or music genre or group or you know band, single artist. What's your favorite? Oh, man, you put me on the spot because there's so many. But I'm Hell a little, yeah, dude. That's I'm my little, job. I'm a little Wayne, man. I'm a little Wayne fan, man. Okay. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. That's been my walkout song for most of my amateur fights. Okay. Now I got a quick question on that. It's the second part question with Lil Wayne. Do we like Cash Money Lil Wayne or do we like On His Own Lil Wayne? Now, obviously, Cash Money, he was really young at that time. but Yeah. I, I, I like old school Wayne. I like Cash Money Wayne. All right. I like it. I like it. Best, our favorite sport other than combat. Oh, whether it be look at you know watching it or participating. Or uh, uh, well, you really put me on the spot on that one. Yeah, I see the spotlight coming down on your head right now. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, football would be a boring answer, but I like I like I like football. You Who's know? your team? Of course, the Saints. Okay. Well, don't, judge, don't judge, man. I just like uh, – No, I no, like no. 
as look, long I, as you I, didn't I, say the Cowboys, I'm no, fine. Now I'm shooting from the hip with that question, man, because I'm like I'm I'm a fighter. Like I'm fight everything, yeah. you know. So I'm shooting from the hip on that one. Okay, well, I'll go with the Saints. That's very respectable. I actually picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl this year. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. This is what it is. My team sucks this year. I'm a Philadelphia think? Eagles fan. Hey, I, like, I like the Eagles, man. I like the Eagles. I like you even more. See, yeah, I like my brother, my cousin, my sister-in-law, my son, and my nephews, Cowboys fans. Oh, man. I know. Tell me about it. It hurts right here. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> In the heart. <laughs> Especially the son, man. It's like, man, my brother went for the dagger. Oh, so every man. time I'm around my, uh, let's see, my middle nephew, I say, go Eagles. And he'll say, go Eagles. I said, ha, I got one of them. Yeah. The other ones are looking at, like, going by in the hallway like this. Looking uh-huh. at him. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, his sister. My So my niece is six. Uh, Charlie was the one that says go Eagles. He's four. Yeah. And his sister will put him in check. It's like, God, you guys have just tarnish their brains over there. Brainwashing. <laughs> Man. All right. Next question. Role model growing up, whether it be personal role model or uh, a sport role model or both? Well, I really didn't have a role model. Um, if anybody, it would be Frankie Yeager in the UFC. Like, you know, when I, when I started fighting, I didn't. Dude, I grew up rough, man. Like, I didn't have a yeah. I didn't have a good childhood. Um you know, I grew up rough, so I didn't have – my cousin was my biggest role model, and that's because everybody respected him because if you cross him, went sideways with him, he put you in your place. Okay. So that's my first role model. My second role model is Frankie Yeager just because of the height. He's got that, that fighter instinct. He's got that dog in him, and no matter how many times you count him out or put him down, he's going to get back up in your face and try to finish the fight. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So do you think that your cousin watching him growing up, do you think that that's kind of – what may have instilled in you that fighting mentality? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. For nice. sure. Because I always looked up to him. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, he got in a lot of trouble. He spent 19 years in prison mm-hmm. in Parkland. And uh, he he tried so hard. And we're, we're just alike because he tried so hard to do the right thing. But he didn't take crap off of nobody. Right. Like, if somebody comes to him, man, he handled business. And he got in a fight one night at a bar, a little bar in, in uh, Brookhaven called Eddie's. And for one time in his life, he went to the Marines and did really, really well. Mm-hmm. got out and went to this bar. For one time in his life, he tried to walk away. He tried to walk away. And he, he, he told a guy, he's like, hey, you know, just quit, back off. You know, I'm going to go outside. Well, the dude walked outside. Mm-hmm. And Alan's only going to take so much. He's right. like, I'm going to tell you one more time. Leave me alone. They stepped to him again. He hit him one time and did nineteen thousand dollars worth of damage to his face. And he went to Parchman because when the cops got involved, they dug up other stuff on him. And then you know yeah. he, he was gang related and everything. So it is what it is. But why I looked up to him is because people respected him so much mm-hmm. because he didn't he didn't take anything off anybody. So I was like, right. you know what? I, I like that. I like that respect. Not that I want to be like uh. A violent person, or anything. I just want to have that. Want to have that that respect level, you know, with people. Yep, I like it. Last one. Other than fighting, Brad, <laughs> what's your favorite hobby? Oh man, uh, woodworking. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah woodworking. I love. I love woodworking. Um, like I, this. I mean, kind of like exactly, this like, exactly nice. like that. Exactly like, like that. 
Oh, the Pachi River tables, uh, fancy okay. cutting boards and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Like I'm probably subscribed more to more woodworking uh, YouTube channels than I am fighting channels. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Do you sell it? I, not yet. Like I'm a hobby, a hobbyist at it. But if I ever get like a establishment to where or make enough money to where I can quit working full time, because I have a heating and air conditioner business also. So okay. uh, in the summertime, man, I'm bowed up. Yeah, you are. <laughs> My brother-in-law does that, and man, I do not envy him getting up in in attics and crawl space when it's hundred some degrees. Hundred and forty degrees, man. That's a man's job too, dude. And then I and I still go to the gym. Still right. I work eight, ten hours a day in a hundred and forty degree attic and then still go, you know, spar for two hours in the gym. That's dedication. It is. It is. And then sometimes I drive down to the coast for an hour and a half away and then train for two hours and don't get home till eleven o'clock at night. So yeah. It's all about all about what you want and how you, how bad you want it. That's right, and you put that mindset in you and stay positive. Anything's possible, man. Hey, it is. Conor McGregor said it best, man. If you can see it and believe it and achieve, you can achieve it. You know. Yep. Yep. Not, all right. to, so, not that I'm trying to quote him. I'm no, no. Saying. So you brought it up here. I'm gonna throw a last question out to you real oh, quick. No. Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier? Who do you oh, got this man. weekend? Uh, I you love, put that spotlight on yourself right there, yeah, brother. I, I know I did. Look, I, <laughs> I love I love Conor McGregor. I love him. And I think he's a phenomenal person, a phenomenal fighter. He's did a lot of things, you know, for a lot of people in the fight world. However, I know what it's like to come back from a loss when you think you're better than somebody. Yep. And I think Dustin Poirier is going to bring that fire this time. Because I, I fought a guy, Robert Dunn. I fought him three times. And I, I just had a podcast right before this one that I did, and we thought he asked, you know, my, my toughest fight, and it was, it was it was this guy Robert Dunn. Um, he beat me as an amateur, beat me as a as a pro, and then we fought one last time as a pro, and I ended up breaking my thumb in the second round and broke his jaw in half in the second round. And wow. he's so tough, man. We still both finished the fight all the way to the third round, and I, and I ended up beating uh, unanimous decision. So, uh, did yeah, you get fight bonus that night. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, they told me, and if he's if he's gonna watch this, James, you know you owe me five hundred bucks, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he told me he said, "Man, that was such a good fight, dude. I'm gonna give you an extra five hundred dollars." You know, and I was like, "All right, cool, man. I respect that." Never saw that five hundred dollars. Well, hey, you better pay him. You better yeah, yeah. pay him. He's gonna come after you. Yeah, James. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think I think I think Poirier is gonna bring that fire. I think he's gonna. He's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be. A, I don't think it's gonna be a KO just because Connor's. Connor's, you know, good at, at distance and everything, but I think right. he's gonna grind out a decision. I, you know, I, I don't know about decision, but I, I, I can definitely see it happening for sure. But I am with you on Poirier's going to uh, remain the top dog. Yeah. Uh, I, I it, no offense to Connor McGregor, he's an awesome, amazing fighter. Obviously, we all know that. Yeah. The layoff and. The, the thinking mentality of Conor McGregor ever we've seen in previous years that I'm better, I'm better. You got to think that way, but you also got to weigh, you also got to weigh your options out here. The proof in the pudding, man. That's what they say in the South, right? The proof in the pudding. There you go. There you go. See, <laughs> I love talking to Southern guys, man. I, I'm in Indianapolis right now. So we're like, you know, half, not than half southern, so we're kind yeah, of right yeah. there you know, you know, it, it depends on the scenario on which way you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Brad Kelly, everybody, machine gun himself. 
Thank you for spending some time out with us. Give uh, whoever you want shout outs right now at your stage, brother. Uh, Break, Breaking Banks is one of my biggest sponsors. Uh, man, they they give me money to go do whatever training. Um, so Breaking Banks, thank you. Um, Audrey Cummings, Alpha Evolution. She's my strength and conditioning coach. Uh, Kelly's Heating and Air. That's my business. So anybody needs some AC work, holler at me. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Again, Brad, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on with me, spitting spitting some knowledge up on me yeah. on the show. Uh, when we get that announcement, when you're allowed to say it, hit me up. Have Audra hit me up. I want to get you. Right, I love know. it. I love it. I love it. And we're waiting on that call for Audra. It's coming. I know it's coming. I feel it. I actually get it, man. I'm gonna tell you what, dude, real quick. Like she hits harder than any man I know. Well, some of them that I know. <laughs> She hits hard, dude. She hits hard, and it it'd be she she's very marketable, uh-huh. and she's aggressive. And I know if, if they do give her a shot, she's gonna shock a lot of people. There she's you have it, guys. A lot of people. There you have it, guys. BKFC, pick that phone up, give a shot, man. Give right. a shot. I love it. I love it, Brad. Thank you again so much for spending some time with me. Yes, Can't sir. wait to talk to you again. We'll get it set up as soon as you as soon as you can. You let me know. We'll get you back on here, and uh, you know. Thank you again. Good luck in the future. I can't wait to hear your opponent. And yeah. let's watch uh, Britton Hart and Paige Vincent. No, I wasn't even gonna say that. Oh. I gonna say that <laughs> I want, I'm, I'm, I'm biased now on Britton. Okay, yeah, I had yeah, her yeah. on the show last week. You know, besides being beautiful, she knows how to throw some punches. I watched her at uh, the last event talking uh, cage side. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of shit talking going on. But yeah. hey. It's part of the game. Hey, part of the game. If you, if you get somebody's head, man, you can. You, that's half the fight right there. You damn right. You damn right, Brad. Thank you again so much. BW Sports One's Combat Zone every Friday night, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. We will see Brad back out here again very soon. Thank you, sir. Can't yeah, wait no to way. see you. Thank you. Peace out, guys.